Oh, yeah, screw them Cowboys, now that I think about it, man. We're going to be 2-0, 3-0 after Monday night because them boys, they're going down. Some lady at work giving me crap. I made a little friendly bat with her, man. She's paying up, fellas. She's paying up. Yeah, 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 yellow cake. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Redskins and the Cardinals, and perhaps most importantly, the upcoming game against Dallas. We want Dallas. We want Dallas. This and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's two and no, two and no, two and oh. Undefeated. Sitting at the top of the heap. No way. Dude, when's the last time we sat alone at the top of the heap in the NFC East? Um... Preseason, don't know. Doesn't count, dude. Damn. Heck, if I knew. Yeah, I, I couldn't I tell you. Man. I'm, I'm, like a, I'm enjoying it while it lasts. I'm enjoying. I had to, I had to call a uh, a specific uh, beer vendor and order a specialty just for celebrating for this week's game against the Cowboys. Oh yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves because that would be really easy to do, knowing who we get to play <laughs> next. All right, all right. But first, Sorry. we should actually introduce ourselves. That's right. Welcome to Harry Hog Football episode number what? 265? 265? Two Dave Butts. <laughs> Man. 265. episodes. Mm. I tried to yep. start listening from episode one last week, and I didn't get very far. Isn't that because the episode two is missing? Yeah, we don't know. If anybody has episode two out there. Is that the one that's missing? Seriously, if you have episode two, send it to us. I mean, it's lost forever. It's, yeah, it's it's not even like a lost episode that we can bring back in like 20 years. Yeah, it's just gone. I mean, we didn't like throw it in the Harry Hog vault or anything like they do with Snow White. You know, it's just gone. (laughs) Like they do with Snow White (laughs) until the new digital media comes out, like Blu-ray or Black Ray or whatever it is. (laughs) Snow White goes into the vault until Green Ray. For the first time in stunning high definition, two. Three-dimensional high definition. And we found some more drawings behind a filing cabinet that were used during the creation of Snow White. And those are on the (laughs) DVD now. (laughs) And some toilet paper that Walt drew drew something on while in the bathroom thinking of a new clip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Episode two will not come back to Harry Hog Football until Aaron, Josh, and John have been unfrozen from the dead and brought back to life from their. I can't wait. State. I can't wait. <laughs> Cryogenic. Anyway, yeah, dudes, welcome to Harry Hog Football. Episode number two hundred and sixty-five. 
in which we discuss the past week's game against the Cowboys. Sorry. No. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Dude, I'm already thinking ahead. I'm already thinking ahead. I told told you. I told you. It's very easy to think ahead. I can't wait. I called it. (laughs) Dudes, I guess we should thank our sponsor. Oh, we'd like to thank both of our sponsors this week. There's David Lee Legal Services, our, our benevolent, sponsor, benevolent sponsor, and our other sponsor, David Lee, <laughs> who sponsored us this week through our PayPal link on our website, harryhogfootball.com. It's nice um, to just get, you know, random five bucks or something every now and again. And, and guys, if you want to start, you know, if you want to do a uh, matching sponsorship, um, to David Lee's $5, you too can click on the PayPal link on the left-hand side of our website and give us a buck, five bucks, 500 bucks, whatever, you know, whatever speaks to you. We use it to go right back into the podcast and uh, pay for all of our expenses. Yup. 100% of the proceeds go back into the podcast. Try, right. Trying to make it better. Nothing yep. has ever gone into the pockets of Harry Hog Football, which is Aaron, Josh, and John. It only comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, anyway, uh, um, yeah, David Lee, I think, just randomly woke up on Monday morning, giddy from the win against the Cardinals, and was like, "You know what? I think I'm going to send them five bucks. I think I'm going to I'm going to send them a little a uh, little something something extra because I'm in such a good mood after the Redskins pulled out a second victory in the second game of the year, holding Aaron true to his precarious predictions, mo- roughly." What was his prediction for that game? That we were going to uh, beat the Cardinals. No, what was the specific prediction? I don't remember. Uh, you, Aaron, you need to have that every week so you can be like, my prediction <laughs> was this, and this is what happened. I don't know, but I do believe that I predicted that Tony Romo would be hurt by next week. I think you did. I d- and See, I think I believe we go again already going ahead to the next game. It's like we're brushing off the Cardinals like it's all like old school NFC East with five teams back in the day when the Bye Cardinals guys. were the blow off team for everybody. It's like who Bye are we guys. playing this week? The Cardinals. All right, let's talk about the Cardinals. Let's talk about the Cardinals coming to FedEx Field and let's talk about folks like Tim Hightower. How did he do in this game against his old teammates? He did pretty Hightower, good. He did, he pretty, did pretty good. good. He did. He almost got a hundred yards on the ground. He was at like I think ninety six. Ninety six yards on how many carries, Josh? You have the stat sheet. I don't have the stat sheet. Do I have the stat sheet? All right, I'll open it. Josh, stats <laughs> but anyway, Allen. crack stats we, man. We don't call crack him a stats stat. man for nothing around stats. here. Crack static static man. I don't know, dude. But speaking of the running game, talking about his ninety six yards or whatever it was on the ground. How about the running game for the Redskins, the way they mixed it up and actually showed different sides of the running game? You know, we saw uh, Roy Hillou come in there, and he really had a great game, too, against Cardinals. Between Hightower and, and Hilu, 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 no one Hilu. was saying Hilu to him. Roy Everyone was saying goodbye because the only side of them that they were seeing was the backside because between the two of them, they got 170 yards. I know, dude. dude. That's why Hightower didn't break 100 because he had Hilu. Yeah, they brought in Helu as the change of pace, and he w- he was running like someone trying to get a job. On the flip side of that, though, our linebackers were starting to look a little uh, bad in the second half because Beanie Wells went 6.6 average in, in his 14 for 93 and a touchdown. 
They had that one big drive where they, they looked really good and they were running at will. And then they had that one drive where he just threw that one big-ass bomb. And who got burned on that? D'Angelo Hall. On that 77-yard pass? Well, that dude, Ryan, Matt Ryan, Tim Ryan, God, he always, he always, he, like, like, he fixates on certain players when he calls games, and he's just sitting there going off and going off. The whole game, he's talking about D'Angelo Hall this, D'Angelo Hall that, because that's the only guy he could remember from, like, the press walkthrough on Wednesday or Thursday before the game. No, except like he that. calls him D-Hall, like he's his friend. He calls him D-Hall, right, right, because they're buds, they're they're tight, you know, fist bump, and... D. Hall goes and suddenly gives up that 77-yard touchdown pass like he was five yards, four yards or five yards behind him. I don't remember him talking about D. Hall anymore after that. To be honest, it was like it, that just kind of shut him up on that. He was like, okay, moving on. Hmm. Big play, big loss. Deion Sanders-style cornerback, man. That's what you get with D. Hall. I know you're talking cornerbacks now, but I want to go back to running backs for a second. Sure. Um, we we only saw uh, Darrell Young for like one carry, I believe. It was like seven yards yep. carry. Why it was a good carry. Was, dude? I mean, I, it was a good carry, seven yards, but we didn't see him but the one time. It, they were just using him, I think, as a little bit of change of pace. He had one catch as well. It was only for four yards, but... D- you know, I, Hightower and Helu were just rocking and rolling. We didn't need to, it, dude. We didn't need to do anything, dude. If I remember correctly, didn't Daryl Young? Didn't they kind of use him as a decoy on Darryl. that uh, the quick inside handoff to get the first down on like third and one or something? I think so. And don't forget, also Helu had three catches for thirty-eight yards, and Hightower had a catch for ten yards as well. I mean, both those guys were over went 100. over a hundred yards total. And let us not forget. Fred Davis had another huge game. Six catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. You know, I was thinking about this. Dude, I'm glad you brought up Fred Davis because I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Um, Isn't it kind of funny of the three second-round picks from that year from the last Serato deal um, between Devin Thomas, Malcolm Kelly, and Fred Davis? Of those three guys, the one... The one player that is stuck with the Redskins this long and longer than the other two is Fred Davis, the guy who couldn't even like get up in time to get to camp. I know. They missed the first day because he overslept. Yeah. Not missed the whole day, but like was late. And he's yeah, and yeah. yet he's the one that's still there, and now he's like really ha- – start- it looks like he's about to have himself a career year, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I know, man. Like the, I mean, in two games, if you really look at it, he's had – what, 191 yards receiving? 11 receptions in two games. He's averaging 17.4 yards of reception. Fantasy alert. And Cooley hasn't done <laughs> jank. Yeah. Just like I said, dude, I told I mean, you. You know who else we haven't seen <laughs> at <laughs> all? At I told all. Has, is he injured? Where's Mike Sellers? Dude, he played he this in, game. He played special teams. Yeah, he was he active no this care- game. No carries, though. He, had, he didn't get the ball. He had a tackle, I yeah. believe. I'm checking that right now. I believe he had a tackle. but uh, No hands on the football, though. No, they didn't play him really on offense. They didn't need to. Um, yeah. He was not credited officially with the tackle. But he was out there. He was pumped. I think it's just, 
I think he's done a great job. And Shanahan's saying the same thing. You know, he was inactive game one, active for this game just on special teams for game two. You know, and and all he's doing is doing his job and and not bitching and complaining about his loss of playing time. You know, if Darrell Young goes down, where's Mike Sellers? He's in the game. Mm-hmm. Right? mm-hmm. And he's being a consummate professional about it. That's still one of my favorite players of all time. Just professional. I mean, he's Art Monk professional. The caveman. caveman. Although I don't think Art Monk could have pulled off that bitching goatee. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was a pretty cool goatee. Yep. I thought I saw, um, since we're jumping around, but we're... Uh... We're talking about receivers and Fred Davis. Uh, I'm the cream of the crop. Uh, to the what top. about old Leonard Hankerson, man? The pig is at, a crop. Uh, wide receiver. We didn't see him at all. He hasn't played. I mean, he's played, but he hasn't got the ball, right? I think I've seen him on the field. Leonard Hankerson. I don't even. He was not active this week. I don't think he was active. I didn't see any Mickey Mouse hands walking around out there. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> about. I'm about ninety. Was no, I'm about ninety-five percent confident he was not active for this game. I think I heard it in the pregame. Uh, okay. No, they had uh, Dante Stallworth active. For yeah, Terrence Austin wasn't active either. Right. Aaron's dog, Miles Austin. Oof. Dang. I mean, Burn. Ter- I mean Terrence. I mean, Terrence, dude, sorry. Terrence. Hello, Terrence. Hello, Terrence. <laughs> um, yeah, dudes, what about Brandon Banks? What about Brandon Banks? That guy... He looks good. As much as we we dogged him in the offseason because he had that incident at the club, mm-hmm. as so many players seem to do in the offseason, um, he went had four kick returns for 105 yards and four punt returns for 73 yards. What is that, a total of 182 yards in kick and punt returns in one game? Yeah, it's huge, dude. What did Brian Mitchell... That must be the last time that we had someone who could put up numbers like that. This guy is a game changer. And here we were a few weeks ago going, man, he's going to get cut. Well, no, we well, we kind of said that. But we kind of just didn't we know did. how he was going to have a spot we as a did. receiver, not knowing they were going to keep a position just for the return person. Right. Then the fact that he got healthy, allegedly, or he's really hiding an injury, um, and is out there doing what he's doing, I mean, you... It, in this day and age, especially as specialized players, Brandon Banks has made a huge contribution. All the special teams, Brandon Banks, Sav Rocca, the Australian madman, punting the ball everywhere it needs to go. The only person who's been difficult is uh, Ono Gano. And he made it this <laughs> Kicking week. Kicking the ball out of bounds on a kickoff. Yeah, what's that, dude? What is that college crap about? But, and and yet, what did he do? And having a a field goal blocked, which may or may not have been his fault. But what did he do at the end of the game, which has been his M.O., miss a field goal and then come back and win it with a field goal late in the game or in overtime, which happened last year, what, at Green Bay or against Green Bay? Dude, can I bring up something at the end of the game before I forget? What was up with the clock? What was up with the clock? Dude. All right, we got the ball. Uh, we got the ball back. Uh, oh, what was up with the clock management? No, no. Remember, we got the ball back, and all of a sudden it said like timeout Redskins, and we we're like, "What? We're running down the clock. Why would they call a timeout?" And then it, I'm still there was like four timeouts well, for the Cardinals or something. 
they they for some reason the Redskins took a time. It was like we got the ball back and it was like sweet, here we go. You know, victory formation, and then suddenly the Redskins called a timeout, allegedly. And it was like, why in the hell did the Redskins call a timeout? All they have to do is kneel down, and we're going into the locker room. The game's over. And instead... They called a timeout. It said we did, but I don't think they did. Because then, of course, the Cardinals called one right after that, because they are like, hey, we can get the ball back. Yeah. It was very, very odd. I don't know what that was about, and I'm really surprised we haven't heard more about it. Yeah, I don't know. There was all sorts of craziness going on against the Cardinals. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know. All I know is that it looked like a game that it was a game. Oh, you know, we haven't even talked about my favorite player on the team. Who? Who? Kieran Fox. <laughs> No, damn sexy Rexy, who about gave the game away on the first two drives with those stupid interceptions, and almost threw another one on the third, where we got the pass interference in the end zone. We got lucky on that one too. He almost threw that one, one away. Of those, mm-hmm. One of those wasn't his fault. Ish, ish. He kept throwing. He kept putting. He kept putting balls in places one. that they shouldn't have been. No, that second one in my opinion, was catchable, and it was not the fault of the quarterback. The second one? I'm not trying to def- I thought the second was one the was sec- the... Uh, the second one got tipped. No, it was the, right in the hands the of uh, of uh, Armstrong, wasn't it? The first one. The first one. The first one was not his fault. The first one? Yeah, it was. Oh, the, who was the receiver? Wait, wait, wait. Which one am I? Am I getting confused Dude, here? Yes, you are. The first one was like third and goal or something. And he was like, oh, I don't have anywhere to throw it. Oh, let's throw it to this oh, guy. Yeah, Over yeah. Oh, wrong team. Yeah, that was that was dumb. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah, wrong that team. That was really, really dumb. Maybe maybe I'm confusing. Maybe I'm confusing with last week. No, you're confusing it with with the one that he threw. And it was off. It was like off the hands of uh, Armstrong, I think. I think yes. so. All, That's right, because, yes, we'll, we'll get to that. All I know is that early in the game, he looked like your typical, the typical Rex Grossman that we all know and hate, and that I called last podcast saying, you know what, he had a pretty good first game, all in all, but he had some really, really uh, risky throws that just happened to get in there against a team that wasn't very good and had a lot of injuries in the secondary, but against another team, you know, watch, next week he's going to come back down to earth. Having said that, he also made a very intelligent play later on and threw it away on third down. I think it was goal, but we got backed up a little bit, thanks to Silverback. And uh, basically, he led us to victory at the end of the game after making all those mistakes, which is not something that Sexy Rexy has been known for doing. He actually kind of calmed down. It's like he came out pressing a lot, and he, he was making stupid throws and everything, and then... He finally calmed himself down, mm-hmm. and you know he almost cost us the game early. But in the end, you know he led us to a touchdown and then a field goal after that in the fourth quarter to take the lead and eventually win the game. So it was a real, uh, it was a real adventure for Sexy Rexy today. That's or that game, that's for sure. Dude, we had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter Did to we? lead us to victory. Was it, was it two in the fourth? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, it was the field goal. We no, we had a field goal. No, we scored two okay. touchdowns. 
No, dude. We scored a touchdown at the end of the second quarter. And then in the third quarter, the uh, uh, Beanie Wells ran it in for a touchdown on that one where our linebackers disappeared on that drive. And then in the fourth quarter, Graham Gano kicked a short field goal. No, dude. And then there was the pass to Larry Fitzgerald that uh, D'Angelo Hall totally got burned on for like 173 yards. And then Rick Grossman found Santana Moss mm-hmm. on a uh, really nice touchdown. And then Graham Gano kicked that 34-yarder with less than two minutes left. And then we should have been victory formation all the way from there. And there was that weird, weird thing where we were just like, wait a minute, what the heck's going on? Dude. All right. Dude. If that's the case... Now, I know, Aaron, because you have two young children, you almost never get to do anything like drink a single beer, so a single beer gets you like drunk as a skunk, like you're all like a college freshman nowadays. So uh, you may have been confused by the end of the game, thinking that we scored three or four touchdowns when it was only one at the fourth quarter, but it's understandable, I know, because you have kids and you're old. No, dude, I'm just looking right here at the stat sheet, or the score by quarter, and it says we scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. That's, we scored a touchdown with a failed two-point conversion. Yeah. And we scored two field goals. Oh, okay, two field goals. Sorry. <laughs> all right, well, I'm just going to get right, off dude. the That's podcast right, and let you take over. <laughs> That's all right, dude. That's all right. That's all right, dude. That's all right. That's all right. Well, we right. should have scored three. We should. We were in the red zone seven times, what, in the first half or the whole game and only scored two of those seven? Well, it was ridiculous how bad it was at the beginning, but that was my point. He pissed me off so much, I was like, there's the Rex Grossman we all know. Yeah, he completely sucked. Like, we should have scored two touchdowns, and instead, after the end of the first quarter, we were losing 7 to nothing. So, um, yeah. And yet, he brought us back. And yet, we still won, and he brought us back, despite all... I mean, it was only two turnovers, but it was a huge two turnovers. Oh, yeah. Because they were both... Yeah. It sucked. He's kind of lost his luster a little bit from the first week. What was his quarterback rating this week? 50? I don't know. The whole quarterback rating thing is ridiculous anyway. Let's do it on a scale of 162. (laughs) Um, His quarterback rating was officially... See if I can find that. Yeah, the quarterback... ESPN just came up with a new... I think 100-point system to rate quarterbacks nowadays, and I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look that up and see if I can find it. They have a new system? Well, they kind of made one that made sense, like the metric system. <laughs> the metric system instead for of, instead quarterback Instead of like feet rate. and inches, which is ma- you know measured off like, I don't know, King Henry VIII's foot or something like that <laughs> from way, way <laughs> back in the day. Some, some, you know, that, you know. It makes sense. It's some kind of rating system that actually kind of makes sense instead of the one that's out there now. And hopefully something like that will catch on soon. It's kind of like on-base percentage in baseball is a lot more, means a lot more than, than you know, the, the, the batting average. Because it's like that guy may have like a low batting average, but he walks a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. In any event, I think it was pretty good. His rating was a, well, it wasn't all that good because he did uh he had two picks, two touchdowns, 74.9 rating. Kevin Cobb, on the other hand, with the chin strap all up around his mouth or covering his mouth on a rack post, sacked him on one play. Sir, uh, Sackpo. Sackpo. Had a 92.5 Sackpo. rating. 
and looked real. Dude, the, the Cardinals are in so much better shape now that they have Kevin Cobb. And the Eagles are going to rue the day that they let him go. I'm telling you. I know. Biggest mistake they've made in years. Fragile Vic. Fragile Vic and mentally fragile Young. Yeah, they could have their third-string quarterback, like Kafka or whoever he is, going in next week. They could, and they're just like, we're confident in him. It's like, well, of course they're going to say that. What else are they going to say? Franz Kafka. We're the dream team. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Anyway, yeah, it was a good hard-fought victory at the end. Of course, everything didn't go nearly the way it should have because if you look at the stats in the first half, we were completely dominating the Cardinals. Time of possession was something like 26 minutes to four or something like that. Something ridiculous. And yet, we still won the game after the turnovers and the miscues and everything. We still won the game, and this is a game... Very often, the Redskins have not won mm-hmm. in the last, uh, I don't know, Snyder era, 12 years. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I would have liked it a lot better if Rex Grossman didn't throw those two interceptions down in the red zone where we could have at least turned them into three points. But you know what? At least he did not do that late in the game in the red zone like Jason Campbell kept doing during his time here. Yeah. As much as we all backed him for as long as we did, he was so bad about that. He would get us down to the red zone and then throw a pick to like a linebacker. Yeah. It was so, and there was one point late in this game I remember specifically where Rex Grossman didn't have anyone open and th- actually threw it away down there. Like he, yeah. he learned his lesson for a few minutes. Yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Till next week. We'll see. I mean, I mean, I you guys know that have listened to me for a long, or listened to the podcast for a long time, especially people like Will. You guys know that I hate Rex Grossman, and yet, well, boy, was I really fuming after the first quarter. And yet, at the end of the game, I was like, "Wow, he actually kept it together and started making smarter decisions. It did better than I thought, and we won the game." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, dudes, on that note. I think it might be time for us to head into the break. I think it's probably a good spot. I think it is time to head into the break. When we get back, we'll give, back, give out our game balls, our kicking the balls awards. We'll talk about the upcoming matchup with Dallas. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, 
but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Billy Preston. We called him George Preston last week. I listened to the podcast and realized that. We were trying to figure out his name. I was like, I can't remember his name. And I think you were like, uh, I think it's George Preston. George Preston was the owner of the Redskins. George, George Preston, Preston Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> see, see how it all comes together. It always comes back to the Redskins. Anyway. We need to do the injury report before we go into our games and kicks, dude. I can give you the rundown real quick on that. Dude, I think all we need to know, Josh, I think all we need to know is LeRon Landry going to play. LeRon Landry right now is... See, I'm calling him probable, but that's just me because I think Landry's pumped and wanting to play against Dallas. I think he's officially listed uh, most recently as questionable um, for his hand. Dude, not only does he want to play, but he smells blood in the water. Oh, man. Dude, Dude, I just can't wait to see him hit this year. Dude, the Burgundy Hulk. Dude, seriously. He's going to break someone in half in this game. if you want to know how good he looks, you just ask Charles Mann. It, <laughs> and dudes, dudes, if you want two punctured lungs, go ahead and play against Landry this Dude, week. Dude, I don't see how Tony Romo is going to play in this game if he has a punctured lung or a collapsed lung due to a broken rib. It's like, did did someone like... Oh my. All he has to do is get hit again. I mean, that's a pretty severe, significant injury. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you have a punctured lung or a collapsed lung, one hit could <laughs> make it happen again. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Agreed. It, I don't know. I think, and here, well, here's the thing. Man. I ain't worried about it, though. Uh, I don't care who the quarterback here, is. We're going to crush him. Here's the thing. I would love to see, you know, my favorite play is the whole uh, LeVar Arrington ends Troy Aikman's. Uh, quarterback career. Yeah. I would love to see a replay of that, either from LaRon Landry or Brian Arakpo hitting Tony Romo. <laughs> I think he's about to get himself an Arakpo Kerrigan sandwich. Dude. A Crackpo sandwich. A Crackpo sandwich. Imagine, imagine if Kerrigan, Arakpo, and Landry converged on Tony Romo. And don't forget kneeled. <laughs> it's gonna be a cr- it's gonna be a crap poo sandwich with kneeled and Landry, <laughs> with a slathering of kneeled. You can, you can even throw a cherry on top and have D'Angelo Hall in there too. But I mean, I just man, I would love. Dude, to I, that. oh man, if I was if I was Tony Romo, I would be very afraid. 
right now. Dude, I would, if I be. were him, I wouldn't want to play against these guys. I would be very, very afraid. Fact. I'm glad. If Tony Romo plays, I'm glad because I've said for years and I still will. I think Kitten is better than Romo on his best days. What? Oh, really? yes. I don't even know if Kitten is the backup quarterback there. Some other dude came into play, didn't he? No, dude. Kitna did. He brought Kitna him to a touchdown then, or then, something. Okay. And then Romo came back in the uh, overtime. Yeah. Then Romo came back. Right. He came back before overtime, actually. Okay. All right, here's a question for you since we're talking about this. And, I mean, we're still kind of touching on injuries on and off a little bit. But uh, how do you think How do you think the doxter is going to handle these these defensive guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get to do a dockery report. Now. Oh, yeah, we get to do a dockery report. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Traitor. We'll see how he does against Neald. <laughs> He's dead. Against Neal and Cofield. Dude. Neal and Field. Well, how do you think Bowen's going to be doing going back to the team that wouldn't pay him? They were just like, we think you're good, but we're going to pay these younger guys more than you and let you go somewhere else. Dude, he's going to be pumped. He should be pumped. He's going to blow by Larry Allen or whoever else it is they have on their <laughs> line now. Larry Allen. <laughs> Larry Allen. Dude, Josh, Josh. What's really concerning us is the entire uh, secondary, I think, is probably what everyone is thinking. The secondary got beat up pretty bad in this game against the Cardinals. And we know about LaRon Landry being out, but do we know anything about anybody else like Josh Wilson or DeJon Gomes? I haven't actually seen those guys on, on the list for being like questionable or probable or whatever at this point. And we'll keep checking, you know, throughout the week. But um, D'Angelo Hall is listed as questionable. Uh, with his back, back injury. So, I mean, there's another one there. Um, you know, Brian Arakpo, he's listed as questionable for his ankle. So, I mean, uh, you know, as far as secondary goes back there, um, you know, uh, Hall, Landry, we've got these questions. I haven't seen anybody else what's, on the list, though, so we'll just kind of keep Dude, keep what's watching. Josh Wilson um, listed as? He's not even on the injury uh, list. Yeah, and he's not practicing yet because of that back injury he got too. So I guess we'll see. Uh, dudes, all I know is they need to make it through this game, and then we're playing at St. Louis after that, and then we have the bye week. So they have to make so, it through two games. Yeah. Dude, uh, dude we got to get St. Louis back. Yeah, we do. Serious. That game was ridiculous last year. In any event, um, so I don't know if I've heard. I don't know if I've heard anything else about uh, injuries myself. I, Aaron, um, did I get a big cut? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you, you brought up Josh Wilson. He's questionable. Yeah. You know, I was just looking to see if there was any new news there. Uh, Mike Shanahan basically said he won't have an idea probably until. Uh, you know, until later in the week. Oh, so. Mike Shanahan is, is like uh, the hoodie where he really likes to keep his information close to the vest. Yeah. I mean, he's the kind of guy that'll say a guy has an elbow injury when it's his knee, you know? Right. All I know is Brian Arakpo, according to the Washington Post, said Landry returning this week would be like ketchup on a burger. I can't wait. <laughs> 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 but, dude, what does that mean? Is that Will? Did, did Will say that? I can't wait. Josh, you obviously didn't listen to last week's podcast. 
Obviously not. Seriously. Obviously. Will was the fifth Beatle last week. We played the can't wait quote like a thousand times. I can't wait. Josh, you have you it. have to do a, a YouTube search on um, who was it? Dude from the Jets that said it. Benny, Benny and the Jets. Was it Bart? Bart. Uh, oh man, now I can't remember his name this week. Bart. Bart George Bart Preston. Simpson. Yeah, Bart Preston. Do a Google search. <laughs> and... Do it on Bart. What is? What is it with? Dude, Preston? all I know is that Bart. <laughs> He was like, or Sal Palantonio is standing on the middle of the field, and it's at the end of that playoff game last year that the Jets won. And then Bart just comes yeah. like like an airplane, like he's flying over to him, and he's all he's all like pissed off and stuff. And he's like, and he just starts lighting up dudes from ESPN <laughs> yeah. and blah blah blah. This is after they got crushed by Patriots twice during the year, but then they beat them in the playoffs. And then at the very end, he, and a lot of you guys listening as well, you remember this interview. He's just like, all right, see you next week. Can't wait. That's all I said. And then he left. <laughs> but first he was like, and thanks for, wait, he was like, uh, thanks for having our back, Tom Jackson. No, no, no. He goes, he goes, no, no. this is to all you doubters out there. Especially, especially you, Tom, especially you, Tom Jackson. Jackson. Uh, thanks for having our back, <laughs> Keyshawn. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, Keyshawn <laughs> used to play for them. That's a classic, yeah. classic, great he, one. I mean, that's one one of the better interviews of all. And time. then at the very end, he just goes, "Check that out! I can't wait, <laughs> <laughs> dudes." Um, speaking of, I can't wait. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are a few more guys actually on the injury report that can't wait to get off of it. Just really quickly, let me touch on Brandon Banks. Uh, his knee is questionable. Touching you know, his Brandon knee. Banks made a big showing this past week, so we obviously want him in the game if possible for these returns. Chris Cooley, uh, still, he's got that, that knee that's bothering him. I still don't think it's healed up completely. Obviously, he didn't get a uh, didn't really take a take a touch on the football at all last week. So uh, we'll see if Cooley's uh, able to go this week full speed or not, half speed, whatever it might be. Be good to see the ball in Cooley's hands. Um, uh, Kieran Fox is probable. Uh, he's got a back. Kieran Fox there. wasn't even active last week, I don't think. But it, maybe that's maybe this is why. But they're saying they're listing him as probable this week. Um, others: uh, Logan Paulson, hamstring, he's questionable. Dante Stallworth still got is questionable because of his shoulder. Uh, and then uh, Nick Sunberg is actually questionable because of his hand. He's got a hand injury. So you know who's uh, questionable, dude. All he does is use his hand. I know he's 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 hands on the football and that's it that's <laughs> it where's so, the red snapper? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm wondering who is the backup to Nick Sunberg? Do we have a, a long probably snap? Will High uh, Snap Montgomery? Will, will High Snap Montgomery, dude? Speaking of questionable, dude, one of these times he's going to snap it right over Grossman's head, and it's probably going to be against the Cowboys. The second game, it's just like, dude, just take a little bit off of it, man. Just take a little bit off. Yeah, at least. At least Where Grossman, is, you know, didn't miss a beat with that crap. Where is the red snapper? Dude, right he's now? sitting on his couch somewhere, listening to our podcast. He's sitting on his couch. He was sit, dude. He was probably at the Chapel Hill game against UVA with you last weekend. You just didn't know it. I didn't, dude. I didn't see him. I would have seen that big red hair sticking out. That sea of blue. That sea of Carolina blue. blue. I was. I don't know if it was just because of the season ticket holders and sold out tickets, but. I'll tell you, I was a little disappointed not to see more Virginia fans there. There was 
uh, like one little section of Virginia, which was comprised of about half of the that section, was their band. So um, that's all you, you know, get in college, like, dude. You get like one little sliver of the stadium. For and the occasionally away team. there would be like a Virginia fan, and like you know, there's all these Carolina fans, of course, and then like Virginia would do something with score, and like this one fan would stand up and be like, "Woohoo!" <laughs> kind of turn around and look around. And everybody's just kind of looking. I mean, it was you know, it was pretty funny, but. uh no, I had a fun game at the Carolina game. That was uh, dude. Virginia got smoked. Virginia sucks in football, and they had Ever a dude on their did team all that name. crap with their season tickets. That still pisses me off to this day. Yeah, but, they've sucked ever since. But then. we don't need to get into that. You, you know no, what? We though we won't get into that game. But Virginia Carolina, I got to say, their offenses weren't very unevenly matched. They were pretty evenly matched. Defense, on the other hand, Virginia just could not stop uh, Carolina. It was. I only have one thing well, to Carolina say about that. Carolina did get all those like guys from last year that were uh, ineligible and found to have done infractions, NCAA, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I do. They're facing sanctions. I don't know if you want to get into that. How that, how all that went down? There's some controversy. I, there. I don't want to get into all that, but I just want to point out one thing about the game before we get back to the Redskins. Virginia has a dude on their team named Will Hill. <laughs> What's up, Will Hill? <laughs> Will Hill. Piggy? Oh, Piggy. I can't wait. Piggy the Hill. Speaking of, I can't wait. I am pumped for the Cowboys Bobby, I can't wait to go to the game against the Redskins. Yeah, man, you know like what I'm saying, man. You know, give me some beer ranks. Dudes, dudes, now that I got the Giants off my back. With that victory. Are you telling me that you're going to the Redskins game? Dudes. Whale Peggy? <laughs> yeah. Dudes, Peggy. chill out with this crap so we can get back to what we're talking about here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, we need, to, we need to talk about uh, uh, games and kicks here. What are you talking about, Aaron? What I was talking about is that now that I've got the Giants <laughs> off yep. my back, I can focus on what's really important, and that's beating the Cowboys. Hell yeah! We gotta beat the Cowboys. I can't wait, (laughs) dudes. Uh, You know what's good for me here? Now that I've moved out of the ghetto into a nice neighborhood that is FiOS enabled, by the way, with blazing fast internet speed. I can't wait. They are not our sponsor, dude. They are not our sponsor. I'm just saying. I've really liked it ever since I start. I got it hooked up last week. Um, you might void your FiOS warranty if they know you're doing podcasts, dude. So you might want to be quiet about possible, it. Possible, um, but not likely. Um, the Dallas Sucks flag is in my uh, my care for the 2011 season, so it will be Hello? hanging Hello. right below Old Glory. Dude, I totally just lost you guys for a second. Yeah, yeah. F- FiOS heard you, John. I know. You, I know. You cut right? out for like two seconds. <laughs> FiOS, blazing fast internet. All I heard was Dallas flag is... The Dallas sucks flag is uh, is uh, it, was like, it, it was like the treasure is buried under the. Uh. <laughs> John, did you get a video of it flying in all its glory? No, oh, it doesn't go up till the weekend. Oh, you trying to preserve? The it? thing's tattered, dude. Because I accidentally left it, it out tattered. for a month. Aaron left it out way too long, so it's it's got tattered ends. All like all like the War of eighteen twelve, and and our flag was still there. But if the flag falls, Style. dude, the next guy has to carry it on. They'll pick it up and keep marching forward, like in glory. 
Well, all I know is that it will it will be hanging directly below Old Glory for the weekend, and there will be uh, there will be footage on the website in regards to this. Sweet, I'm pumped. Right. Oh, and my point is that I don't live in the ghetto anymore, so I don't have to worry about someone stealing it if I hang it in front of my house. I am pumped. Nice. So, uh, I think it's time to start giving some uh, kicks in the balls. Speaking of ghetto people, I can't wait. In the balls. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week, Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by David Lee Legal Services and by David Lee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that still cracks me up. <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to go first on the Kicking the Balls? I want to go first. Go. Did I go first last week? Is it my turn? Um, I'll go first. My Kicking the Balls goes to damn D'Angelo Hall. Also from Chesapeake. Dude, you gotta stop this Deion Sanders crap. You can't be doing one good play and having one giving up a touchdown in the very next play. You gotta start playing better than that. I know you like to hit people and you're a pretty good tackler for a cornerback. You can't be giving up 73-yard touchdown plays by multiple yards. And why don't you pick up some old footage of Daryl Green and watch how it's done? Passes defended. One. Touchdowns. One. Two tackles, three assists, right. one touchdown against. Dude, I get a big cut. Seriously. Cut. All right. Cut! Uh, Hello? Josh, go for Apparently, it. Apparently, Fios didn't like John there. Go for okay. it, Josh. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. How about I give my kick to... Anthony Armstrong. For what? Dropping a pass? I'll tell you why. Here's why. Dude needs to contribute. (laughs) He just plain needs to contribute. When he has an opportunity, he needs to capitalize on that opportunity. And so far this season, I haven't seen him doing it. There have been a number of other folks who have stepped up and done their job. And it seems to me... Anthony Armstrong, I don't know what he's waiting for, but he shouldn't wait. He needs to capitalize on it. He needs to catch a ball when it's thrown to him. He had, let me tell you, <clears throat> stats. He had, uh, uh, what did he have for? Uh, he was two for, for 14 for eight yard, or eight with a, two for 14 in this game with an eight yard long reception. I can't wait. Eight, eight yard long reception? Is that what he eight. had? That was it. I didn't even, I didn't even think he did that that well. He caught a touchdown against the Giants, I'm just saying. Yeah, he contributed six points there. All right. Well, maybe I'm being too hard on the guy. To me, he just seems... Uh, he has dropped know. a few that were right uh, in his numbers. He has. But, you know. Yeah. You know, he's coming around. He's coming around. He's coming around. I mean, he came out of the intense football league. All right. Well, feel free to disagree with me, Harry Hog listeners out there on this kick. It's a border. It's a borderline kick. How's that? We'll leave it at that. Borderline. But uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunity for some, a lot of receivers out there, and everybody's going to have to step up and do their part. 
I just want to see him solidly do it. I, be, I believe he can do it. I believe he's a, he could be a really great receiver for the Redskins. He just needs to do it. I believe I can fly. Dude, all right. I believe, I, right. I, believe I can touch the sky. All right, well, my kick in the balls award is going to Rex Grossman. I think about it every night and day. <laughs> Who, about Rex Grossman? <laughs> Kicking Rex Grossman in the balls, baby. I, I spread my wings. Or do you think about Rex Grossman's? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Rex Grossman is getting my kick in the balls award for not one but two turnovers inside the red zone, and that one was just pathetically stupid. And uh, we can't be doing that if we're going to win games against people like the Cowboys that like to find ways to ruin our day. A rivalry game where you never know what's going to happen at the last second. You could have a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter and still blow the game, giving up three touchdowns in the last quarter. You could have a four, You could be winning 13 to nothing with three minutes left in the game, and then all of a sudden, bam. Two long passes to Santana Moss, and your Ocho Stinko is done. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, for Rex Grossman. Can I get a big cut? Cut! On those two sacks. I mean, two interceptions. Cut! <laughs> All right. Oh, we're running long on this thing. We better go into the kicks. Seriously. We kick. just did kicks. Oh, I'm sorry. We better go in the games. Dude, seriously. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award is brought to you by David Lee Legal Services and David Lee. Kick it! Josh, why don't you go first on this one? You wake up late for school and you don't want to go. Josh, Josh, since you gave your game ball last week to Miles Austin, why don't you go ahead and go in this one first? Oh, my. Man, let's see. Um, All right. Got to get my game ball to uh, number 59, Mr. London Fletcher. Woo! Solid. It's a good one. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Mr. Consistency, never missed a game, comes out and plays 110% every game. I'm telling you, even if there was never another game ball to give, I feel like I could give a game ball to London Fletcher every week. We don't, but it's obvious why London Fletcher should get a game ball. He had, what, he had an interception on the day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dude is just solid. Uh, there's another guy we didn't talk about with Romo. London Fletcher's going to be in his face, too. Oh, yeah. London Fletcher's in everyone's face. He is really uh, playing at a high level this year with so much more talent around him. It's it's really nice to see. Dude, okay. did you see someone in the post was calling the linebacking core the firm? Because he said if you firm. put their names together, it sounds like a law firm. Kerrigan, <laughs> Fletcher, McIntosh, and Arakpo. And Glasscock. And someone else was calling them, someone else was calling them Crackpo, those two guys. Dude, go ahead and give your game. Who, me? Yeah, you. Okay, okay. Um, 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 
Okay. Okay. Did you give your game? Come on, I know. I know you want to give it to. Go ahead. Drugs are bad. Okay. His name starts with a C. Go ahead. Um. You've already talked. Who kneeled? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cooley? No. I will. I think I'm just going to go ahead and give my game ball to to, um, Fred Davis for having another solid game. Very solid game. And proving me right Mm. again. Again. Well, you know, give, give. I don't know. We we haven't seen All right. Sorry, dude. I'm not giving it to him. I'm taking that back. I had a brain. I had a brain fart for a second. I got to give it to Roy Helu, dude. That guy showed how awesome he's going to be. For years to come, hopefully. Like three years. He's so elusive, dude. <laughs> like, like three. three years. He's so he's he like is. comes in there Remember? and he's he's got this short little cut and he's gone, man. He's fast. Very Mike Shanahan running back esque, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's a good very, change very of pace. So. He's a good change of pace to high power comes in and bruises him, and then in the third quarter you put Helu in and they they just can't take it. They just can't even catch up to him. I know. Right. He's awesome. He did have a solid game. G- give, give a shout though to uh, to Hightower as well because he had a very solid game. Yes, I will. Shout out to Although Hightower. I thought he was I thought he was pressing early, but he had a good solid game. But I thought he was pressing against his former team. He was good though. They were both good. We got the running game going from when the first at, week, which was huge. When you look at their yep. those two guys' numbers, man, Hightower and Helu. I mean, Helu's like average yards per carry is twelve point seven yards. Dude. 12.7. Am I wrong in saying that? Um, I don't know. For, we talked about it earlier. For I'm his, sure. his career, for the year or for this game? I thought it was 7 uh, points. That's, that's probably his uh, his uh, uh, year. That would be for for our, for the season, I, I'm, I'm thinking. For the season, yes, that is correct. No, no, no. Yeah. His, his, his rushing, I think you're looking at his receiving yards or something. Dude, he averaged 7.4. It's 7.4 for the game and 6.9 for the season. Yeah. However, receiving-wise, he has 12.7 oh, for my reception. Bad. Yeah, 12.7 on reception. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's when the quarterback throws it to you, Josh. That's more like it. <laughs> but no, but no, what I was going to say. No, no, no. Here, here's my point. 6.9. Let's even look at that. 6.9 yards of carry on rushing versus Hightower at 3.7. Either one of those guys, you give it to Roy Halu twice, and you got a first down. You give it to Hightower three times, and you got a first down. Like, you know, if they could just do that all game long, you never even need to worry about Rex Grossman throwing another. Dude, all, all I know is this. If you put those two guys together, if, if one running back got 170 yards in a week, if it, you just had a single running back like the teams of old where, you know, Clinton Portis ran for 170 yards rushing today, I mean... It'd be huge. It's huge, but just have but you know having the two backs uh, deal that we've got going on right now. Like Aaron, you were just saying a bit ago, it's like Hightower goes in and bruises him up, and then Helu comes in and he's so fast. Once they're all getting starting to get tired, he just zips right past them. And then if and, and then and you done. could bring in um, Ryan Terrain if you needed to. He's no slouch. He played well last year. And he's pretty big. So I mean, that's right. And then we got Evan Royster on the on the uh, scout team. It's looking good yep. going into the future with the running back. I think stable. So, so anyway. all right. Well, let me go ahead and give my kit or my game. I was thinking of of uh, a multitude of players. Neeled. 
I was looking at Sav Raka because he Neil. made a tackle and he's been excellent in placing the uh, placing his punts in good locations. Uh, for the most part, I was thinking about Brandon Banks because of the uh, all the massive amount of yards he's been getting. Mm-hmm. But my game ball is going to dun, 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 dun. Crackpo. All right. The multiple sack attack of Ryan Kerrigan and Brian Arakpo. Crackpo mm-hmm. gets my game ball. One sack apiece. Ryan Kerrigan is playing at a very high level for a rookie. And a lot of that is, one, because he's smart because he went to Purdue. And another one, another one is number two because he's got someone as damn good as Arakpo on the other side of him. And now both guys are already showing that they're benefiting from the existence of each other on opposite ends of the defensive line even though they're officially lined up. Not to mention the defensive line itself has upgraded considerably, first of all, from getting rid of that big fat wart in the middle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see him? Did you I saw him play? laying face down on the ground for like Dude. a minute or two during that New England game. Did he suck as usual? Actually, actually yep. there were a couple times I watched him where he was like, uh, I actually thought that he played like, Ten times better than he ever played for the Redskins. Well, that's not a shock. All he had to do was walk on the field for that. I know. It's like he he came to Washington. I don't, man. I just don't know what happened with that guy. Anyway, enough of him. I do. He was a piece of crap human being that got a stupid, stupidly ridiculous payday from our idiot owner, and decided, well, I guess I don't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna beat up people at traffic lights and and fondle waitresses, <laughs> and you know. Final waitresses at CC's Pizza. And, and give half my money to my wife, my estranged wife and kids. He was probably like, I'm going to go to that team just because of all this money and they suck. And then I'll just not do anything and get all the money and then go to a team like the Patriots where I can win something. It, w- it was like 10 times worse than Dana Stubblefield and uh, and uh, Big Daddy put together. It was ridiculous. In any event, we don't even need to talk about him anymore because now we got that fat defensive line with Cofield and Bowen. Mm-hmm. And character out there with Aaron's dog out, who I tell who is probably going to be starting there. I can't wait. And now we got Sack Poe, two sacks on the game. It's going to be crazy. These guys are smelling blood. They're starting to really figure it out. And remember what I said about Kerrigan earlier. He's like he's like Chris Long, like he just plays through the play, like all the way through the whistle. He's got a motor that never stops, but he is faster. Kerrigan is pretty damn fast. Oh, dude. Dude, I can't wait for this game. I call John's dog, Miles Austin's out. Dude, what? I don't have to see his teeth all game. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's, dudes, let's not forget Chris Neal in this game either. I don't know if Chris Neal played in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking <laughs> against Dallas. Do you think we'll see Neal? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh... I mean, dude had two sacks against the Giants. He had one sack in his college career. In relief, in relief of Cofield, he may he <laughs> may have he may have already peaked. He may have had his uh, kneeled. May have already hit the peak of kneeled. In his first and only NFL game, it's possible. No, he'll come in. He, I think he played some in this game. He did a little bit, but you know, he did have the game of his career, considering. He now has two sacks in the in. NFL, and he had one in college. I wouldn't be surprised if Neil laid a smack on Romo once or twice and hurt a rib or two. 
I would be because I expect Romo to be gone by the time Neil gets playing time. When they say they should send him in early, B, and be like, "Dude, make your two sacks and get out of the game." <laughs> That's all we expect from you. That's all we need: two sacks. Get in there and get him. We're, we're, we're gonna put you in for two plays. I think that thing with Neil is is that Cofield was wearing down his dude the whole game, and then Neil had a slightly different style, and that guy was like, you know, wasn't able to adjust to it. I think you're right. I think that's a very, uh, a very astute observation there. Whatever it is, it works. I think the non-adjustment thing works across the board. I mean, if that's the case there, I think that that's exactly what happens. Like you've got, like we've already kind of discussed with Hightower and Halu. Just putting. I mean. They have a hard time making these adjustments when we change. Just put Neiled in in front of Dockery and send him <laughs> on through. <laughs> totally. Oh man! All right, players to watch for this weekend: Bowen absolutely playing against his old team. Leron Landry, if if dude, if Landry if Landry plays, I'm not taking my eye off of him the whole entire game. He's get- Sackpo. <laughs> you and Charles. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So dudes, check out the website. Um harryhogfootball.com. And uh we got a ton of shout outs to give out beforehand. Hey, Josh, you 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 follow the Twitter. You follow the Twitter there, young man. What's what's going on with the Twitter? Oh, I don't have my I don't have Twitter open right now. Uh, shout outs, gosh. Uh, I know we had, uh, give- Nightwing19 threw up a bunch of tweets. Um, there were a bunch of other guys. I know on the website we also had Ringer's Revenge and Cut No Hands 22, still needs a new name. Um, a bunch of guys are on there. Dude Man Wit showed up from the Philippines. Dude Man Wit! From the Philippines! Hey. For the Philippines, a bunch of people tweeting on here and everything. And if you guys want to get some extra special mention, like David Lee and David Lee Legal Services, you can go to our website, HarryHogFootball.com, and you can click on the PayPal link on the website and donate a little something. We take dollars; it's all good. That's right. That's exactly right. Also, dudes, if you want to call us, you can call us at seven seven Harry Hog, which is seven seven four. 277-9464 Leave a message like our uh, Fifth Beetle Will who's been leaving some excellent stuff on there um, He was on the intro for tonight's show as well Yes sir I can't wait and, uh, He can't wait Yeah dude, alright Hey, I got a few more shout outs here uh, Ninja Death Stars We got Nightwing19, you mentioned him Daily Grumbles Chorus1701 Um uh, Gosh. All sorts Lee of Lee other Williamsburg. people. I don't know who, <laughs> who is that guy? Um, who is that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? BT Hale Skin. Uh, man, tons. Uh, Simon, our good friend Simon. Brody. I totally beat you uh, in Harry Hog Fantasy Football Speaking of the Harry Hog Fantasy Football League, who's in first and second place in that league? Uh, that would be me and the Honey Badger. Aaron, you're in third. Josh, you're in 11. Oh. I'm in 11. Yep. Well, I'm going to be in first. <laughs> Did you put me in there just so I could lose? No, there's only 10 spots. Um, so the league is going on. We may be putting up a league, a link on the website to that so you guys can follow along. But uh, good times. We're early in the season, everything. But we're running long, so let's uh, let's kick wait. it. I can't wait. All right, dudes. Hail to the Redskins. And especially this week, if you see a Cowboys fan, 